0: This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit coastalcommunity.tv. But there's probably not a woman in here that would be like, oh, that's fine. We just let snakes roam around our house. No, you'd be freaking out. I mean, our... Our attention would be on that. Everything that we're thinking about, everything that we're talking about would be like, we have got to get rid of that thing out of our house. And, and, and those things, for some reason, those, those tangible things that we can see, we have a tendency to focus all of our attention on. But the things that are lurking within our heart, that kind of rear themselves out at th- different times and just kind of pop up out of nowhere and, and scare the bejesus out of us, those things we have a tendency to neglect in life. Now, why is that? I mean, we've been talking about in this whole series about why is it that there are some things that randomly come up in our lives or some things that we say and we go, man, that that isn't like me. I don't normally say things like that. Or or we do something, and we're like, man, that was really out of character of my life. Why where did those things come from? And and Jesus would say that those are not some random occurrences, but they have a source or somewhere where that is coming from. And we've been looking at Matthew chapter 15, verse 18, and it says, the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And we've been talking about it in this whole series that there's some things that pop up in our lives. There's some things that are happening inside of us that keep rearing their ugly heads out. They keep appearing like a snake out of nowhere. And we're wondering, where in the world did those things come from? And they aren't just some random occurrence, but it's something that's, that keeps coming up in our heart. And Jesus would say the source of that thing is from your heart. And, and don't just ignore that thing don't just neglect that thing don't just put it behind you and be like oh man there's there's not a snake there don't you can't just act like it's not there but there is something that's there and then we've been looking at this verse out of Proverbs 4:23 Solomon was speaking and he said he said this he said above all else he said in spite of everything that I'm going to tell you in spite of in spite of all the books I'm going to write I'm going to write Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon and Proverbs I'm going to give you all this wisdom In spite of all that stuff, above all of that stuff, there is one thing that you need to know and you need to understand. He says this. He said, guard your heart, man. He says, watch what is coming in and watch what is going out of the inside of you, man. Take notice of those things. Don't just ignore those things or neglect those things, but take notice of what's happening. He says, because for out of your heart is the wellspring of life. It is the source of life. It's the place where we love. It's the place where we laugh. It's the place where we live. It's the place where we parent from. It's the place where we run our finances from. It's from where all of life is coming from. And we cannot neglect this source. Now, the interesting thing is that most of us have learned how to, how to monitor our behavior in life. We've learned that there are certain things that we can say, and if we say those things, everything's good. But if we say something differently, man, that's bad for us. And so we've learned how to monitor our behavior when it comes to job interviews and how, when it comes to relationships. And we, we've learned there are certain things that we can say and there are certain things that we can say, can't say can say. And as we've gone through life, we've learned how to monitor that so those things don't kind of creep out. And what Jesus and Solomon are saying is that, listen, it's not enough to just monitor your behavior. Because when those things rear up, they're coming from somewhere. It's more important that we monitor our heart, and but nobody taught us how to do this. Nobody taught us how to monitor our heart. Nobody told us how to look not just at our behavior, but what is really happening and where is that stuff coming from that we keep experiencing in life. And, that, and that's what this series has been all about. It's about been discovering what is really happening on the inside that's causing all this junk to transpire on the outside. Because if we don't ever internalize and look at those things and figure those things out, then we'll, Continue to have the same outward problems that we've continued to have because we've never rid ourselves of the monsters that are continuously breaking out in our lives. And so, over the last couple of weeks, we've talked about some different things. We talked about uh, jealousy and and how we get jealous of other people and how really when we're jealous of others, we're not really jealous of people. It's some it's a it's a relational divide that we have and and we're not mad at them. We're really mad at God. We're saying God owes me because He gave them gifts that He didn't give to me. And God said He was never going to be fair, but it, when we recognize that we have gifts that nobody else has there's no need to be jealous because god distributes those things as he pleases and we've talked about uh guilt and how guilt says i owe you you know i've done something to you i've hurt you and therefore i owe you and when we've done something to somebody else we walk up to them and we say man i owe you an apology because we owe them something something has transpired That we have taken something from them and therefore we need to repay that thing in their lives. And today I want to talk about the most important and I think one of the biggest things that people experience in life. And that isn't guilt or jealousy but it's this word anger. It's this word anger, in. and we've all experienced somebody who has some anger issues, haven't we? We've all, we've all been there in the aftermath of somebody that we say something that isn't really that important or isn't really that big of a deal, and all of a sudden they just explode on us, and we're like, whoa, where in the world did that come from? And it's like it's like Hiroshima Nagasaki all over again. It's like an atomic bomb went off and you're thinking to yourself man the punishment there didn't fit the crime of what I did and and where did that come from in fact i don't even think that you're really mad at me but that's coming from somewhere else in life that the repercussions of that anger are coming from somewhere and i have no clue where that's coming from and we just see anger being poured out and from our lives and from other people's lives and we think man there's there's something deeper there man there's some issues that's what we say that person's got issues and 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 this week I was talking to a lady about this very thing I I was telling her man I'm I'm talking about anger and she says you know what's really interesting is she says she goes, you know what, at my job, man, I'm one of the, the best workers. I don't have a problem with anybody. In fact, I get along with everybody at work. You know, some people do some things that that I don't really agree with or they kind of make me mad, but I don't explode or anything. I mean, for some reason I'm able to contain that. But when I go home, man, my son, he does the smallest thing and I'm like on him like white on rice. I mean, I'm just exploding on him. And then then my husband, he'll, he'll, he'll not clean up after himself. He'll leave a glass on the table. And man, I'm just bucking on that guy, and and you know, I don't really understand, why do I uh, hurt those that I love the most, and why do I take that out of them? I just don't really get that, because a lot of times we don't even realize that this anger is brewing within us, and we think, man, we can hide it for a time, but it always seems to come out around those that we love the most, and, and, and today I believe that we're truly going to see how we can rid our lives of this anger, how we can rid our lives of this thing that's rooted in our hearts and is rooted in our lives that keeps rearing its ugly head out, and, and destroying and hurting relationships all around us. And so today, if you guys wouldn't mind turning in your Bible to the book of Ephesians, it's in the New Testament. It's written by the Apostle Paul, and uh, he was actually writing this book. Uh, it's a pretty interesting situation. He wasn't writing this from, like, Cancun or uh, Tahiti or Maui or any place like that. He was actually writing this book from prison. And so if anybody kind of has an idea uh, of, of anger, it should be Paul. You know, here is a, one of the greatest apostles, and... Uh, you know, he, he's here trying to give us some hope for how do we deal with our anger? Because he had this realization that anger isn't an issue of our circumstances. Anger is truly an issue of our heart. It is isn't, isn't an issue of our circumstances because if anybody had the right, he's sitting in prison, being in prison for the gospel of Christ. And if, if anybody could have been angry at other people, it should have been him. man. He's like, man, I'm doing this all for you. I'm living this way. But he didn't have that. It wasn't based on his circumstances. He realized that anger was a much deeper issue. And he's going to reveal some things in the next couple of verses and in Ephesians chapter 4, that I think are really going to help free us from this animal, from this thing that just creeps and lurks within our heart. And, and uh, Starting in verse 26, it says this. It says, be angry. Just lays it right out there. He says, be angry. I know for some of you guys that get angry, that's going to become like your life verse here today. You're going to be like, ha ha, finally I found it in the Bible. I can do whatever I want to do. Everybody likes to manipulate the Bible. So, um, and so he says, be angry and do not sin. He says, be angry and do not sin. The scripture right there is saying that there are moments in your life that you're gonna be angry and that's okay. There is a time that it's okay to be angry. It's anger isn't our problem. It's what we do in those moments with our anger that is the problem. It's in the moments that he's saying, be angry and do not sin. He's saying, like, listen, when you get mad, you don't need to go off on that person. When you go off on that person, that's when you start to sin in your life. It's when you're in those moments and, and somebody hurt you that you just lash out and, and say something to them, or you do something back as a repercussion of what they did. That's when the anger changes from something that's okay to something that's a sin because you allowed it to take control of your circumstances not just be a part of your circumstances and he says man be be angry and do not sin and then and then he's gonna he's gonna paint this picture that most of us have heard in the context of marriage he says be angry and do not sin do not let the sun go down on your anger he's saying don't allow today's anger to go in tomorrow, and don't allow yesterday's anger to come in today. He says, man, I, I want you to understand that this, this, what was he was saying here is this was a very common phrase in the Greek culture then. It was a very common phrase that was going around, and and so he's saying, hey, the things that they've told you about, don't let the sun go down, don't allow that to happen, those things are true. What I want you to understand is that when, when, when you get mad, Man, get rid of that anger as soon as you can. Don't allow it to just sit and to linger and to stay there. He's saying don't carry your anger for very long at all. As soon as you can get rid of that, man, toss that anger out of your life. Make sure you're running and fleeing from it. You don't want to continue to carry that from day to day to day. But as soon as you have the opportunity to make it right with that person, as soon as you have an opportunity to resolve that issue, man, you want to take that opportunity and make sure that, that that's happening. You don't want to carry that stuff in the future. And the first time I heard this statement was, of course, in marriage. And, and, you know, and when we heard this in marriage, you know, we we're staying up to one or two or three in the morning trying to resolve the issues that we have. I mean, if you've been married, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, we can't go to bed angry. And so we're up till three in the morning trying to resolve some issue that the reality is, I mean, that's a great thing, but some issues can't be resolved in 24 hours. Some hurts and some pains are not going to be uh, resolved instantaneously, but they need to be resolved as quickly as possible. And th- that's really the heart of the verse: is, is Paul saying, "Is man as quick as you can? Don't let this thing linger in your life. Don't allow it to sit there and marinate and just build up and get ingrained in every aspect of your life. As soon as you have the opportunity to rid yourselves of this, do it. Don't let it continue to grow." in your heart. I mean, he's saying, man, don't give it any more time than it needs. Don't allow it to just uh, hang around, man, but you want to get rid of it. Because if you don't, man, that anger will will move from relationship to relationship to relationship. And so continuing on verse 27, we're going to see some of Paul's theology. And he says, he says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Now, if you're reading like the King James Version, and, and it says accuser. And, and Paul was using that language in that time. It, it's actually translated as accuser, which is a translation of he's, it's code word for him for using the devil. They just modernized it so that we could understand it better. But he's saying, man, look out for the devil because he's coming to try to do something in your life. And I know that today a lot of people, they believe in God. You know, they say 90% of America, we believe that there is a God. Uh, But the majority of people don't believe in the devil. And so, um, you know what? Paul believed in the devil. I believe in the devil. I believe in the devil because Jesus believed in the devil. And if Jesus believed in it, I'm going to believe in it. But to understand the principle about what he's trying to say here, you don't even have to believe that there is a devil because the principle is so clear and it's so there in your lives. What he's saying is, is he's saying when you carry anger in your life, you open up the door and you say to whatever that anger is, come on in here, make yourself at home, get a seat, you know, kick back and the lazy boy pop some popcorn me casa sue casa you know we're gonna gonna hang out and we're gonna allow you just to come in and when we do that what we say to to the enemy is we say hey you can come in and you can guide and direct my heart any way that you see fit and we don't have to believe the devil to understand this because we can see this in people all the time people that have anger issues everywhere they go don't they wreak havoc it's like a tornado everywhere they've been because the the destruction and the aftermath of where they've been. You can see the pieces of people's lives that were broken and destroyed because they just lashed out and went crazy on somebody because of something they did that wasn't really even that person's fault. It was from something in their past. And when we choose to carry anger, it just doesn't hurt our lives. It hurts others as well. And in this series, we've been talking about this whole idea of the debt debtor relationship. And we've we've talked about the fact that the jealousy says God owes me. And we've talked about the fact that guilt says, I owe you. What anger says, anger says, you owe me. Anger says, you owe me. The angry person says, Man, you've you've done something to me, you've taken something from me, you've stolen from something from me, and therefore you owe me. Me. You're at work, and that person that took your idea, they go and they present it to somebody else as their own idea, and you're you become angry because what? They stole your idea, and therefore they now owe you. It's like the person that uh that was a kid, and maybe mommy or daddy left at an early age and and they took the opportunity away from you to tuck you in at night and they were not there for your first ball game, or they've missed your first dance recital, and because they stole those opportunities to be with you from you. They now owe you. Maybe you were in a, a first marriage, and, and that first marriage failed, and it was 80% the other person's fault. And, and, and you're mad because you said I do, and you said I forever, and they said, you know what, it's not gonna last forever, and I'm taking off. And they stole that first marriage from you, and now they owe you, and you're angry and you're bitter because they took something from you. And every time you're offended and every time you're hurt, there is this sense of which something was taken from you. And so consequently, our tendency is for our anger to say, you know what? You owe me. You owe me. You owe me. She owes me. He owes me. They all owe me. And so in a sense, anger is not an open door in our life. Anger is more like an open account. It's like an accountant who has a a ledger sheet out and and is taking down everything that you've taken from me. And he's saying, you owe me. You've taken something from me. And there is a a debt that is there and that you need to repay that thing. And every time you hurt me and every time you take something from me, you owe me. And I'm keeping a list of that thing. And I'm going to make sure that you repay that debt. I'm going to make sure you make up for what was taken from you. And I'm going to carry anger and I'm going to carry resentment because of what you took from me. And here's the thing, the worst thing that you could do and the worst thing that I could do is to allow the sun to go down, not on a a day of our anger, but on a season of our life. The worst thing that could happen to to you and to me is is that we allow the anger of, of our childhood the hurts and the pains that we've experienced, maybe from a parent leaving or, or missing out on some opportunities, to that anger, to move into the next season of our life, which is adolescence. And that, that season of hurt in adolescence where maybe we were rejected, we weren't the popular kid and all those things, to, to take that season of hurt and move that season of hurt into our single adulthood life, in our single adulthood life, the pain and the the, the frustration and 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 the, the angst that we have in our life to, to carry that season of anger from of single adulthood into our first marriage? And to carry the pain and the suffering and the hurt of that failed first marriage into our, our second marriage. The worst thing that we could possibly do is bring our anger. From season to season to season. And whenever we allow the sun to set on our anger, we carry our anger from one season to the next, to the next, to the next. And and what happens is we just see destruction and relationships just terminated because we're carrying it from one season to the next. And as we move from one season to the next, and when we carry our anger from one season to the next, it's so easy for you and I to lose sight of the original source of our hurt. It's so easy for you and I to lose sight of who we're mad at and who we're upset at and who stole something from us because all of a sudden we're in a new season of life and we're doing the season of life and and somebody does something, and something from our past comes up, and all of a sudden, you're the problem, and she's the problem, and he's the problem, and you're the problem, and they're the problem, and he's the problem, and they are the problem, and everybody else is the problem because of the hurt and the pain that you're experiencing. But those people are like, I don't even know why you're mad. And in fact, I don't I don't think you're really mad at us. I think you brought this hurt, and you brought this pain, and you brought this anger into the relationship. And it's so easy for us to put that hurt and to put that pain on other people. And as much as we want them to heal the anger that's in, our lives, they can't settle that debt because they weren't the ones who originally took something from us. But yet we want them to repay it. And there's nothing that they can do to repay that debt And when we carry that anger from season to season to season to season, it's so easy for us to lose sight of the original source of our hurt. That's why Paul is admonishing us and he's saying, listen, don't let the sun go down. Don't give it another opportunity because if you allow life to go on, you'll forget where the source is from and you'll want to blame him and you want to blame her. And they can do nothing to repay that debt in your life because they don't owe you. Somebody else does. And I see this all the time in, in couples that are engaged and wanting to get married. You know, I, I'll, I'll walk into some premarital counseling and why do you want to get married? Oh, because he's so cute and and he's like, because she's a hottie and she's like, because he's rich and you know, then all these things are coming out and, and, uh, and, and we'll get talking and all of a sudden one of them, man, they'll just blow up. They'll just blow up for no reason. I'll be like, man, where did that come from? And I'll say, does he do that or does she do that a lot? And they're like, yeah. And I'll be like, Man, you you want to get out of this now. You just want to leave right now. Don't go any further. Because you're gonna leave now or he's gonna or she's gonna force you to leave later. Because what you see coming out right now, what's gonna happen is you're gonna get married, and, and that anger that you just saw d- had nothing to do with this relationship. It was brought from a season, two seasons, three seasons, 17 seasons ago. And that anger, you're gonna, he, he or she's gonna come home and they're gonna be angry at you, and they're gonna, they're gonna cuss, and they're gonna fuss, and they're gonna uh, you're gonna fight it out, and all those things are gonna happen, and you're gonna do everything you can to appease him or her, and you're gonna you're gonna go above and beyond. But you know what? It's never gonna be good enough. You wanna know why? Because you're not the problem you didn't take something from them and that thing that was taken from them until they resolve it you will never be enough and so they're either you're either going to leave now or you're going to get forced out later the choice is yours and so I think about God and I think about the fact that if, if I was God and I, and I love people, man, what would I do? And, and as we look at some more of these verses, it's going to seem like it's pretty insincere. I mean, it doesn't seem like our Heavenly Father who would love us would, would say things like this. But I believe that if he truly did love us, he would recognize that that anger that's in our life, it doesn't just hurt our lives, but it destroys a lot of other people's lives as well. And he says in verse 31, he says, get rid, which literally means to get rid of, and of all bitterness rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. He's saying, listen, listen, listen. I want you to get rid of all this stuff. I don't want you to kind of play around with it. I don't want you to allow it to sit there and just just stink everything up. I want you to get rid of it right away. It's like if we had a whole bunch of trash in your house. Do you want to leave that trash in your house? You know, you're going on vacation. You just cut up some, some fish and ate that the night. You don't throw that stuff in your trash can and leave for a month, do you? No, man, you want to get rid of that junk as quick as possible because what will happen if you leave that in your trash can for the next month while you're gone and you shut your air off? You'll have the stinkiest, jacked up, messed up house. Man, you want to take that junk out to the curb and get rid of it as soon as possible. And that's exactly what Paul is saying here. He's saying, listen, you want to get rid of this stuff as soon as you can. You don't want to let it sit there. You don't want to let it marinate. You just need to get rid of it. And for a lot of us, we need to understand it like this. If we were to go to the doctor and we were to get some terrible news, we were to get some terrible news like we have cancer, we wouldn't sit there and be like, God, Doc, man, where, where did that come from? That wouldn't be our first question to the doctor, would it? Our first question to the doctor would be like, can I get rid of this? Can I get rid of this thing? And yet we, in our lives, we'll do that for our health, but for our heart, we seem to neglect it. And Paul is telling us right here that, man, don't let this stuff sit around. Don't neglect this area of your life. As soon as you can, get rid of this stuff because it will jack you up. But instead of that, we want want to worry about, you know, who's to blame and and why is this happening to me? And we want all those answers right now. And Paul's like, none of that stuff matters. What matters is that you need to get rid of this stuff in your life. But we're like, no, but they owe me. And you don't understand that because they owe me, I need to get this payback and I need to get this right. And Paul is like, man... You're so concerned with getting payback. all I'm concerned with is you getting rid of this stuff because this stuff will ruin your life if you don't get rid of it. And you need to focus on getting rid of that anger. You need to focus on getting rid of that rage. You need to focus on ridding yourself of that bitterness that's in your heart because it doesn't matter who wronged you or, or how much they owe. You just need to get rid of that stuff because getting rid of anger is more important than getting paid back. It's more important than getting what we owe from them. Because getting rid of anger is, is getting everything resolved on the ledger sheet. Man, and Paul is just saying, if we, if we got to do that, man, we're never going to arrive to that moment. We just need to get rid of this stuff as soon as possible. And he goes on to say in verse 32, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Now I know some of you guys are like, wait, wait, wait. But can can I tell you my story real quick? Can I tell you what happened to me? I mean, I, you know, my story goes way back to my childhood, and it was bad. And and uh, you start telling us your story, and 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 you know what? Your your childhood probably was bad, and that that first marriage, you know what? It probably was bad. That relationship was probably pretty pretty detrimental. And I'm sure that it would break my heart. I'm sure that it would probably break Paul's heart. I'm sure that if we shared that from the stage, it would probably break a lot of people's heart. But Paul's saying, in spite of all that, you know what? You just need to get rid of that anger because that story is not helping you. It is hurting you. And and, and I don't care about what's fair and I don't care about what's right. I want you to be free in life. And see, forgiveness is taking us back to that, that debt-debtor relationship. And forgiveness is, is so misunderstood, and, and we think that it's something that it's not. But basically, forgiveness, to forgive somebody, is to cancel a debt. It's to cancel a debt. It's to decide that according to the records, you owe me, you took something from me, and on the ledger sheet, there isn't a huge balance. But what it says is it says, you know what, even though you owe me, I'm going to forgive you of that thing. I'm going to cancel that debt out. That debt that was there, it's going to be crossed out. It's going to be erased. It's going to be no more. You're not going to owe me anything anymore, and we're going to be fair, and we're going to be square, and we're going to be good, and we're going to get rid of this thing, uh, of this anger in our lives, because if I eliminate the debt of you owe me, then there shouldn't be any more anger in my life. Because if you don't owe me, I don't have to get mad at you every time I see you. I don't have to get upset with you every time you say something. I don't have to. I don't have to meander on the the things that you've taken from me because I've let go of those things. And as we do this, we'll discover that forgiveness really has the power to break anger in our lives. Forgiveness breaks the power that anger so stirs up within us. And listen, I've sat with so many families that have told me their stories. And, and you know, at the end of their stories, I mean, I'm angry. I want to go out and kill somebody because some of the things that have happened to y'all, some of the things that have transpired in your lives, I mean, they're horrible. They're horrible. And, and man, I, they're devastating. But when we keep that account open, when we allow that ledger sheet just to continue to build and build and build, and say, well, my situation is different and you don't understand. I can't forgive them. Paul, Paul just just answers that question with the second half of this verse. He says, man, instead be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Just as God through Christ has forgiven you. You say, but, 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 but wait, let me tell you my story. And Paul says, wait, wait, wait let me tell you God's story. Whoa, you brought the whole God thing is that, that that's not fair. I mean, in my situation, I that person was was 95% guilty. I might have been a little bit guilty, maybe I had like 5%, but when you bring God in the equation, he was 100% innocent. He's 100% innocent, and and and, and he looked at my situation, he looked at what had happened, he saw my ledger sheet. Of, of my trespasses, of the things that I had done wrong. And he could have made that list and said, you know what, you're not qualified. You owe, you owe, you owe, and there's nothing you can do to repay. But instead of, of saying that, it says in our trespasses, we were dead in our trespasses. And in spite of all that, God said, you know what, I'm going to come and I'm going to wipe that slate clean. And, and if I can come and wipe that slate clean, you should be able to wipe the slate clean of other people in your life. You should be able to let go of those things because I've let go of what you've done against me. I've let go of what you've done against others. And I've wiped that slate clean. And you can do the same thing. And, 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 and you, what, I would ask, what's your story? And, and most of us would go, you know what, I, I have some pain. I have some anger. But, I mean, it's, it's nothing in comparison to what God did for me. I mean, what God did for me is so supernatural. It's so unbelievable. It's so great that, that if God can choose to close that account, why can't I close the account of somebody else? Why can't I let go of what they took from me? Because that's the command that Paul is giving us here. The funny thing is, is we all know that they can't really pay us back anyways. If your parents got divorced at an early age like mine did, and and, uh, you were missing one of your parents and they came to you later, and they said, man, I'm so sorry for missing out on your childhood. I want to make that up to you. I want to, I want to make that up to you. I want to pay you. I want to pay that back in your life. You know what I, I, I've told my parents is you can't. I'm not eight anymore, and you're not 32 anymore. That season of my life is gone, and there's nothing that you can do to repay that. There's no way you can go back and change what has happened in life. That's the reality. I appreciate the gesture, but I've forgiven you. I've wiped that slate clean because there's nothing I can do to get that back. And you know what that person that took your virginity, man, they can't repay you. And that person that took your first marriage, they, even if they came to you, they couldn't do anything to restore that thing because it's already, that season of time has passed by. And we can continue to hold on to those things and we can continue to harbor those things and we can continue to let those things rule and reign in our lives. But at some point, just like I asked a lady uh, in the first week, like how long are you going to let this hurt and this anger dictate the rest of your life? Are you going to let it go to your death? But I want to ask you today, how long are you going to let anger rule and dictate your life? How long are you going to let it play out and dictate everything that you say and everything that you do and all the things that you do in relationships? And I think our Heavenly Father is just sitting in heaven, just chuckles and say, why don't they just forgive? Why don't they just let go and wipe all this stuff away? So much easier. So much simpler. Because when we do, we realize that forgiveness breaks the power of anger in our lives. And God is all about cleaning out all this crud and all this junk and these little monsters that are are popping up in our lives that aren't. Helping us, anyways. And so, how do we do that? I, I hate step kind of things. I don't. I don't really like that. But I, I don't know how else to to give these to you. But how do we really rid ourselves of anger? I think number one, we got to identify with who whom we're angry with. We got to identify the person. That took something from us. Because the, the tendency for you and I is to look at our, our current vicinity. And so we look at the person to our left and to our right. And it's that person, this person, this person. And it's so easy to blame them because they're closest and they're convenient. But they typically did not take something from us. That something that was taken from us happened in a season prior. And maybe in a season prior to that. And we can't just look at them. They might give us some hints to where that's coming from. But we need to look back in our life and say, where is this truly coming from? Where is this hurt and this pain coming from? Who did this to me? And we need to identify that person. We need to identify that situation. And we need to recognize that, man, we can't just gloss over this. But we've got to dig deep in our lives and figure it out. Who owes me? Who owes me? And the second thing, and I think that this is something critical that we can't skip this step. And it's to decide what was specifically taken from you. You're going to know exactly what was taken from you because if you're like, man, I just forgive them. I hear that all the time. Well, what'd you forgive them up? Because I still see that you're pretty angry. Well, I just, I just did. But in your mind, there's still a ledger sheet there. Because you haven't decided, you haven't identified what was taken from you. And until you know what was taken, you can't let go of it. And I know that this isn't an easy thing. This isn't like something you're going to do in the next two minutes. I mean, this is probably a, a couple-week, couple-month process of, of when we get with somebody and we, something comes up in our lives, man, what's, what's happening there? Why is that coming up? And, man, there's, there's some, some trouble there. And, man, what's causing that? Where is that coming from? What was taken from me that is making that come up in my heart and in my life and in my attitude? And once we've discovered who is taking something from us and what they've taken, we have to decide to cancel the debt. We have to decide to say, you know what? Those things that you've taken, they're no more. And for some of you guys, this 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 might you need to, might need to do something drastic. You might need to make a list. I know a I know a a, a lady and a guy who made a list of everything, and they they put it in, a, in their fire and they lit it on fire and said, "Man, these things are gone. Man, we're gonna burn them away because we've forgiven them and we've let go." I know another person that went that made a list and they went and buried it in their backyard and they put a cross over it and said, "Man, what Jesus forgave, I'm forgiving others." And and every time I start to get some bitterness, every time I get some anger, every time I get some, some that thing inside of me, man, I'm just gonna look out. They remember that, man, my trespasses are dead and gone and so are theirs because I let go of that. And listen, this isn't this isn't an easy thing. This isn't like I just said, forgive you, and the the emotions are completely gone right now. Because the reality is, is when you see them next time, man, those emotions are going to start to start within you, guaranteed. You're gonna you're gonna start to feel that hurt, and you're gonna have to remember. You're gonna have to say, you know what, I gave this to God. I forgave them, man. This thing is is gone, and you, and you're gonna see that as you as you get in situations with them, that that anger and that that the bitterness that used to be there is going to start to dissipate. And at some point, you're gonna go in that relationship, and you're going to feel nothing. And you're going to recognize like, hey, I'm not mad at them for the first time. I'm not angry at them. And you know what? You've broken the power of anger in your life through forgiveness. And so today I'm going to ask you the same question I've been asking every week. And that's, how's your heart? Because this series is all about your heart. Everything that's happening on the outside is just a reflection of the inside. So, how's your heart? You mad at anyone today? You got some unresolved anger issues in your life that keep popping up? Do you notice that when somebody does just the littlest thing, you just kind of fly off the handle and explode? You have some resentment towards people in your heart. How's your heart today? How's your heart? Because above all else, we have got to guard our hearts. Because it is the wellspring, it is the source of our life. This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit coastalcommunity.tv.